Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. And today you are sitting in on a conversation between me and Lisa. And Lisa is the host of Habits and Home Podcast. She's absolutely amazing. And you'll find on her podcast and in her social media feeds tips and encouragement for downsizing, decluttering your home habits and systems that will help simplify your life and encouragement for embracing minimalism so that you can achieve more time, freedom, and peace of mind. I really loved this conversation with Lisa because she is coming from a place of wisdom. We talk about the differences in the ages of our children, the various things that I was asking her about when it came to a lot of stuff that when I am in the midst of littles and she has older children, it was just very insightful of like, oh, I really do want to start including my kids in some of these things. While I am not a minimalist and I do not describe myself as being a minimalist, I will say I keep things very simple. Talk about all the time how it's easy to be extreme. There are people who are surrounded by chaos and clutter all of the time. And then there is the minimalist. And I would say I fall somewhere in the middle. And I find a lot of joy, happiness, and peace being somewhere in the middle. And in this conversation, we really do talk about decluttering and setting an intentional reset time for yourself so then when you go to bed at the end of the day you really feel like you're waking up to a space that is ready for your family to live in for your day-to-day things and systems and routines to roll in a simple way without causing you know without thinking that you need to block off all the time to clean and be cleaning all of the time you're going to really enjoy this conversation. So let's roll into today's episode. You guys are absolutely going to love this episode. And I'm so excited to just jump right in with you, Lisa. Welcome to the Living in Sync podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. And I bet the ladies that clicked this episode, they're tuning in, can relate so much to the topic of this episode of decluttering. It is a big, daunting word. And I really just want to start off the episode with that. Like the lady listening, she clicked that big D word, decluttering, because she knows that she has so much in her home. She's so overwhelmed by it, but doesn't know where to start. And I bet that is where a lot of the ladies that you work with come in and and start at too. So why don't you speak to that woman right now? Like what kind of love, grace, advice would you give to her? And then share with us what it is that you do and how you help women declutter. Well, you nailed it on the head right there, grace lots of grace. Um, if you are clicking on this episode, you're probably someone who is like me, who searches anything when they are fed up (laughs) and they're like, Oh my gosh, I have a problem that I have to solve. And you have probably been seeking the best organization solutions on Pinterest. And you're following social media accounts that specialize in organization. You will not find organization on my social media. I just don't do that. I speak on habits in the home. And that is really what I focus on. Decluttering is a part of that because it helps you to get in a place 
to where your habits can actually thrive. You can actually thrive in your habits when you create space physically and mentally. So there is lots of grace here. And like Joelle said, I have a podcast and I help people to declutter their spaces, to learn to identify the things in their life, in their home, in their mindset, in their relationships that are clutter, that are taking the space of the things that really matter to them and showing them how they have created a life that is beyond their capacity. We have individually these this level of capacity and a lot of us say yes to so much we say yes to the toys we say yes to the kids activities we say yes to the chores that we create for ourselves we say yes to the to-do list we look at social media and there's so many things that are influencing influencing us that we are on a daily basis saying yes to and we really need to start it's not negative to say no. We need to learn that it's not a bad thing to say no. It, it's a lot of self-discipline. It gives us, I mean, I'm just taking a breath of fresh air right now, just being able to say, no, that's not good for me. It is beyond my capacity to handle that much stuff. So I, I do want to extend that grace to you. If you are listening, it does not have to be overwhelming. You do not have to have this pressure to have all of the things and do all of the things and be all of the things you can just do and have and be just enough, just Mm -hmm. a little bit. And a lot of our capacities for what we're able to handle is really just a little bit. Okay. Because we haven't laid the foundation of being able to handle just a little bit and gotten good at that to be able to add more things on. So um, I speak on this a lot at the Habits and Home Show on any podcast platform that you can listen to. And I have a blog at the habits and or habitsandhome.com where you can find a lot of blog posts and tips and strategies for how to create habits in your home for minimalist moms. Yeah. And I feel like something we don't think about when we become wives and moms and mothers is how daunting it is of a task to manage a home. There's so much that goes into it. And while it can be everything from, you know, regular home maintenance to keeping track of papers and things and mail and organization, and then just the stuff that comes in. And if we were never raised in a way that had a well-oiled machine and really operate our house very much like a business and a home and having tools and trades and, and systems for keeping this thing that all of us are managing and we're wanting other members of our household to take ownership and be a part of, if we don't know how are we going to implement. And that's what I really think I love about your show is you give those implementation tools for really home management and see like from a CEO management mindset of like, this is how we can really keep, you know, home management, which is so big and so daunting. And whether it's the, the stuff that you're bringing in or how you're communicating, you have really great episodes and content on 
all of that. So while we're using, you know, habits and home and decluttering and the, those organizational buzz, buzzwords, you guys really need to understand it's, it's a deeper level of work to have this. And I feel like I really want to ask you, is this something women have a disoriented mindset about that it's going to be decluttered and then done? You know, and, and if the clutter comes back, you did it wrong. Can you, you see you're nodding your head, like, yes, go and, off on that. And that is the very thing that I teach on. And I, that's why I, I titled my podcast habits and home, because like you said, those buzzwords, you know, some people come in because I used the title organizing, get organized, or I use the word decluttering, or I use the buzzword minimalist. But it really goes back to our habits. And on my my website, you can see a little blurb of where I talked about no matter how much, how little stuff I owned, I still felt so discontent because it was a, a mess all of the time. And it's because I didn't have good habits. And so that's what I teach people a lot is how to, first of all, it goes to, into our mindset. And I have like um, a system and that you could learn my system in my mini course. Uh, I have a kitchen mini course that I just launched. Ooh, that's a good place to start. Yeah, that's a it really is a really good place to start. And I wanted to do mini courses because they're bite-sized. They're not overwhelming. You could probably get through it in a weekend. And it's very, very tactical stuff where I you know, it seems simple that you're going to talk about your utensils, but I tell you where, based on your personality, and if you have if someone who has trouble focusing, where to store your utensils and why you would store them there. But anyway, um, the 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 five part uh, of the those courses are: I go over your mindset, your habits, basically what are habits, how did your habits get you to where you are. Do what habits do you need to overhaul? Then we go into step three, which is a lot of practical action steps. And I walk you through um, your kitchen. I have other zones for your bedroom and your kids' rooms. Uh, those courses are going to be coming soon. But then step four is what you were talking about is when people declutter and they think that they're going to keep it that way setting up these really simple systems. And when I say some systems, I'm talking like very hands-on, very practical, like, okay, in our bathroom, we have two, two bo um, boxes. I'm just going to give you an example. We have two boxes. One has clean towels. One is empty to catch the dirty towels after the clean towels have been used. And inside that box with it, where the clean towels are, there's a spray bottle. And I sat down with my kids and my family and I said, guys, you know, restaurants and businesses, they clean their bathrooms every single day and people come and use their bathrooms and bathrooms are just disgusting. Like, can we, with just five of us here, can we all take a day? My kids are 14, 12, and nine. They're old enough to be able to do this. And I said, can we all take a, take a day of the week to where we do a surface level clean, a really quick clean, just like mama does in the kitchen. Like if there is food, left on the dining room table, what are we going to do? We're not going to leave it for an entire week. We're going to wipe it off. So the same with toothpaste. If I brush my teeth and I spit and there's toothpaste left in it, I'm not going to leave it for somebody else. 
And I'm not going to leave it for an entire week for mom to clean up on the weekend. That's disgusting. <laughs> You're basically leaving your mess for somebody else. And it's just, so I had a sit down talk with them and they all agreed. And then very like teacher to teach your kids, you know, I said, all right, everybody follow me into the bathroom. That after they agreed, I literally went down to the dollar store. I got these two boxes, set them up, created my system. And I had the, the box of dry towels, clean towels, a box of, or in the empty box. I said, okay, here's the spray bottle. Here's the rag. This is what cleaning is supposed to look like if it's your day to clean. And I teach them a top to bottom method. This is not like top to bottom, like, like, um, the light fixtures. No, <laughs> no, this is stuff that we touch top to bottom, what you touch. And it's mirror because when we spit for some reason, I don't know why I have boys or whatever. I don't want to blame them completely, but there's stuff on the mirror. So we do top to bottom, use the same rag, spray the mirror, wipe it down, spray the, spray the kitchen counter or the, uh, the bathroom counter and the sink, wipe it down and then spray the top of the toilet, wipe it down, spray inside the toilet or spray, spray the top of the toilet, wipe it down, spray inside the toilet, use the little brush and you're done. It literally takes like, I don't know, two minutes for them to do. It's so fast. But when they do it, it, when it's done every single day, when you walk into the bathroom, it feels so good. It feels good to sit down on a clean toilet. And I I negotiated with them. I said, if you do this two minute routine when it's your day, like there's seven days a week, we're going to all take the weekends off. If you do your one day, that's two minutes a week out of all of the minutes of the entire week. I will take care of the shower because I have a system for the shower. It's really easy for me. I will take care of the shower completely. You never have to touch the shower. And they all agreed. They were like, okay. So that's what I'm talking about. Um, Level number four or, or module number four is systemizing. It's first of all, getting your mindset, getting in that, okay, I don't need all of this stuff to make me happy. I can be content with a lot less. Step number two is recognizing your habits how they got you here in the first place, what habits need to be overhauled because you need to recognize your habits while you're in the messy zone. Because if you don't, you, you kind of lose sight of your bad habits. So it's like when somebody goes to the container store and buys all the containers to put their stuff in the pantry in, but yet it's just so wild to me where I'm like, you think that can like just putting things into all these different baskets and containers is going to help you like that doesn't make sense so i see what you mean by yeah taking note of when you're in the midst of your mundane of where things escalate yes i am probably the most i'm a professional organizer i do this by trade in real life i am probably the most unconventional professional organizer because i do not buy containers ahead of time now if if they live in a place where it's kind of remote, I might, my my go-to containers, if I know we're doing a pantry, if I know we're doing a, a, a closet, I will bring some just in case. But typically, I usually tell clients, we're probably not going to have to need containers because really what you need to do is have less. <laughs> so I, I rarely buy containers ahead of time when I go and declutter and organize for somebody. So 
Um, step number four is obviously the decluttering and the tactical, the very like hands-on. And I have a plan that I teach people how to plan for that because people get distracted. They, you know, get distracted and the task is undone and they've created a bigger mess than they had in the first place. So I teach people how to plan and how to, I have a step and uh, PDFs to keep them organized and focused. <laughs> and then step number four is to systemize, to create systems that make it easy to manage your home. And then we're going to bring at the end of that systems module, um, the habits component, because you have to create habits and routines to follow through with those systems. If the systems are obvious, it's going to be really easy for you to do them every single day. And then the fifth one is, well, that comes into it, the, the management, the maintenance of it, which comes full circle back to our habits. We're going to step out and walk out those systems on a daily basis and habits. Some people will, I know that there's a big push for zone cleaning and I do zone cleaning, but I do it seasonally. <laughs> Um, I do it seasonally. And then when I do zone cleaning, I do like, it's like deep, like I'm talking about like baseboards. I'm talking about like spider webs in, in the corners. That is what I consider like deep clean. And I do it seasonally. I do okay. not, yeah. I don't do it weekly. I don't do it monthly. I do it seasonally. Now with the systems that I've created, our home is surface level clean. Like the, the counters are completely cleared off. So I can just wipe them down every day. Our bathroom counters are completely cleared off. So it's easy for me to wipe them down every day. So creating the step number five is having, putting it all into practice, decluttering first, creating your systems, and then home ma the maintenance of it is putting those habits into place to maintain it. Yeah. Yeah. And as somebody's listening, I can feel them being like, okay, so decluttering, and we will be talking, you guys will hear this, you guys hear this on my podcast a handful of times of like, I feel like people tend to go to the extremes. And so for a lot of you, you're like, okay, I know I have a lot of stuff, but like, I don't wanna get rid of everything and like be this minimalist, you know, is that something that when ladies come into your method, you kind of help them determine like, how is it you you take them through that process of what to keep and what to get rid of? Okay. Well, first of all, I think a lot of people are scared of that word minimalist. And I, re I redefine that in my tiny course of living within your capacity and mindful mi minimalist. So when you are living a minimalist lifestyle, you're basically keeping the things that you need to survive, to, you know, make yourself, to enjoy life. Does it mean that it has to be completely bare? Absolutely not. I mean, you can see my bookshelf behind me. I have books on it. I'm not going to like not have, and do we read, we've read them. And am I going to read them again? Oh, probably maybe like two or three of them. So sometimes like extreme minimalist teachers will teach, will say, oh, just get rid of them. Well, I like that my bookshelf has books on them. Yeah, right, I, right. I, I, like, I, like, I like having a bookshelf, you yeah. know, I like it to be, you know, but if it was not able to be styled in a way that was pleasing to me, then it would trigger me to be like, huh, I need to declutter this. I'm going to pick only the things that I like, that want to remind me. I don't, 
Um, I have one book up there called um, How to Win Friends, Influence People and Win Friends. I don't need to read that book again, but I, I like to see the title on the side of it because it's like how to win friends, influence people and, and win friends. I'm like, oh, I just need to be nicer. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably bought that during your network marketing era, didn't you? Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> I know. I know. And I really want you ladies to know it is possible to live in a home where if somebody was like, hey, I'm going to swing by, I'm going to stop over keeping your home in a way that if somebody were to swing by stopover, you wouldn't be frantically like, oh my God, this place is a mess. You know, obviously my home is something I take a lot of pride and joy in. We have systems and habits and routines in place that help keep things like, I give it time and attention, but it's not overtaking my time mm -hmm. and attention. And yes, if somebody comes into my home, I live in that mid area where it's tidy and clean, right? Tidy and clean, they're different things. As mm -hmm. some people are like, oh, I clean all day long when it's like, no, you're tidying all day long. You're just putting things back into different spots all day long. That's not necessarily cleaning. In my opinion, I know other people have different opinions on that, but then I also live in that area where somebody comes into my house, they're going to see the things that we use. We're, they're going to see maybe sometimes the air fryer is out on the countertop or my kids have a handful of toys in the living room because they're actually playing with those toys in the living room. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it, I want to just encourage ladies, it's 100% possible to feel like you have a home that and that's the reward when she talked about mindset the reward is feeling at peace in your home feeling like your home is functional for you and your family it's not living in that area of like oh my gosh i need to make it so it doesn't look like little kids live here because that's the season i'm in and i feel like a lot of ladies are in and with your wisdom you know the paw patrol toys go away at some point right yeah but with with that i also have cohesive systems and strategies where it's not a cluster of every disaster all the time everywhere yeah well i have i have three things that you, you were talking about first of all the fear of someone stopping by unannounced or just swinging by I think for us, we get, we've created this habit and it is a habit of when somebody comes in, we make excuses for our mess and we say, oh, I'm so sorry. Why are we apologizing to people? I refuse. Like, I won't even I engage in that conversation. My mother who had the cleanest house of all time ever would always be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And, and, and I won't subscribe to that. Like, Amen. Amen. And all your listeners, let's all just make a pact that we will no longer apologize for the way our house looks. Okay. I think it's just bad habit. Even when someone like, like compliments us, we don't know how to take a compliment. It's a bad habit. Okay. So let's stop apologizing for when somebody comes into our home. Secondly, on that same note, I wanted to be able to live in my home and I wanted it to feel good for me. And so if, if somebody were to stop by, first of all, I also want to be relatable. If we have perfect picture homes and someone stops by then, and, and we have it all like, you know, like just immaculate, how, 
how long are they going to be our friend? They're going to feel so insecure. They're not going to feel like you have problems, like they have problems. So not that we have to just live in a mess all of the time. And that's where resets are going to come in in just a little bit. But just allowing yourself to be human. We are just human people and I have a home and this is my sanctuary and you happen to stop by in my sanctuary. It's going to be okay. Now, do I want my, if they happen to use the bathroom, do I want my toilet to be clean? Yeah. So for me, it felt important to create a system for cleaning my bathroom surface level on a daily basis, because not only did I want it to be presentable to somebody else, I wanted to feel good in it. I wanted to feel good. So don't create your home to please somebody else. Create a home to please yourself. Yeah. Do you want to know one of my hacks when my, well, my kids are still little, but one of my hacks for that was you always have baby wipes. I would keep a packet of baby wipes in the bathroom and wipe the bathroom counter and even kind of like the tops of the toilet with the baby wipe and then in in the trash it went baby wipes was one of those main easy systems where i was just like boom 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 because i'm talking to the woman too who has if she takes a millisecond to even spray a bottle there's going to be a tiny toddler coming in mommy 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 and so i really wanted to create some micro systems for myself where it's like i've already got the butt wipe out and now I can just grab an extra one. Yeah. And mine isn't necessarily daily and um, whatnot, but I want to really start getting into some nitty gritty micro tips for these ladies. Like we got to okay. give them some juice. We got to give them some detail, right? Talk about your daily reset. That's something really okay. unique that you talk about. I would love for you to go into that with them. Okay. Well, I just did an episode with one of my clients for a client check-in. After... I love those episodes. I love those episodes. <laughs> after a full year of me decluttering her home and we just did it and we she talked about the reset mindset that she has now. And she has a little one. She has a almost five-year-old, a three-year-old, and she's pregnant with her third. And she talks about how she wants to let her kids play and so she'll let them build the Ford with the pillows after she's decluttered. She's already, she only has a certain amount of pillows. And so it doesn't overwhelm her that her kids are building with the pillows that she has kept because there's not so many to put away. Love that. Yeah. Love that. So mm -hmm. I, I was talking to her about, she has, this, she feels like she's allowed to be a much calmer mom because she knows Everything that she's, she's touched everything in her home. We, we decluttered it all and she's touched everything. It, everything has a place. Um, she so still has a reset. Okay. So a reset. So she knows that the mess can happen, but that evening it's all going to be reset again. So mm -hmm. you can lower that anxiety level and like, Oh, why your kids are, you don't have to be that. I call them Nazi moms. <laughs> you don't have to be the Nazi mom and be like, you're making a mess. You're making a mess. Let the mess happen. But know in your, your being who you are, that a reset is going to happen that evening and it's all going to be okay. Your space is going to be beautiful for at least 12 hours until, mm -hmm. you know, your kids wake up the next morning. <laughs> yeah. And I so, can see how your cycle of like what you talked about, how it has to happen in that order 
because if you just start like, okay, I'm going to start doing resets every night, but yes, you, yet you have this explosive amount of stuff that is way too much for your own personal capacity. You're just going to be like, oh my God, these resets every night are so incredibly overwhelming. Whereas once you've decluttered, once you've gotten rid of what it is that, that like, you just don't need it, you don't need it or it gets put way, way, way away, away, right? Mm -hmm. You then have these resets that are kind of like, whoosh, they just have like, it's, it's reset. It may take you how, I mean, do you give time durations on what typically your resets or what your clients resets are? So for me, I'll just speak from my own personal um, life. Resets happen because of habit stacking. So um, on, let's say a normal night when we're all home, and I make dinner and I'm cleaning as I go because I don't want my reset to take too long because I don't want my children and my husband to go off and do their fun things while I'm stuck in the kitchen after cooking. And now I have to reset. So I try to clean what I've, the mess that I've created while I have cooked and I go ahead and it just depends my system for cleaning the dishes I either have, I have a farmhouse sink, so it's all like one big sink. And so I have to get this little red tub out and I put it in there. So sometimes I will create the soapy water ahead of time, but I have a spray bottle with some all-purpose cleaner in it. And we have this saying that I have said for like two years, wash, dry, put away, wash, dry, put away. And so (laughs) my kids, they will probably like little soldiers, wash, dry, put away. No, I'm just kidding. But really like I will witness my children now, like I'll make them lunch and, or make them breakfast. And it happens. They wash, dry, put away because I have trained them. It's called habit training. I have trained them to wash, dry, put away. We don't even use our dishwasher. (laughs) A lot of people are going to be like, I'm mind blown. I know. I'm mind blown. You do you. I'll do me. But that's amazing. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. Awesome. Uh, here's no, my. I love here, you. I know. <laughs> Just kidding. Here's my thought about a dishwasher. Okay. It, when my kids are teenagers, I could see this because it's a life skill, right? Yeah. But when yeah. my kids are toddlers, it's a life convenience. Right. Okay. So I. <laughs> that's I think, my story. I'm sticking. To I it. think I. I talked about that in an episode. I'll have to. I have to share that with you. Where I had a mom who who emailed me. She's like, I have a little baby. I was like, Okay. Remember, we're living within our capacity. So you have your dish. You have your baby's dish. It's two dishes. You can wash two dishes. So my thought on dishwashers, well, I have a a two-part thought on it. First of all, my mom hand-washed dishes. We never had a dishwasher growing up. And I love the nostalgia of her standing in front of the sink and washing the dishes and then me pulling up a stool and standing beside her and washing the dishes with her. And we just had conversations. And so that was my main motivation for doing it. But then it got to be too much. I was washing everybody's dish. So then I was like, okay, wash, dry, put away, wash, dry, put away. So we take the spray bottle, say they eat breakfast or they eat dinner. They walk over to the sink. They take the spray bottle. They spray their their dish and they wipe it down. They dry it because I have a system. I have a drying rag and they literally put it away. I don't want to wake up the next morning and have to unload the dishwasher or ask my kids to unload the dishwasher. And it just doesn't feel complete right then. Like I can just walk away from it and it's already done. So that's a part of our reset. So if that happens, 
Then my evening reset is really, really simple. So I reset the kitchen. Basically all the dishes are, are clean. I've decluttered my, my kitchen. So I live by a cleared off counter um, philosophy. I don't want anything on my counter because if something's on my counter, then I know, oh, that's out of place. I need to put it away. It's not competing with decor. It's not, it stands out like a sore thumb. So um, I clear off the counters um, and my hack for doing that, if you have a lot, just take a laundry basket and go really, really quickly and, and gather up everything that's on the counter and then walk around and deliver where those things, where they're supposed to be. I love so, doing that. I love doing that. <laughs> so that's my, my first step in my evening reset. I have a checklist for that. Uh, step number two is... I can't remember exactly. It's on my it's on my checklist. I don't even look at my checklist because it just like flows. I think it's our our high traffic areas, which is our living room and our bathroom, okay. and it just it just progresses. Like if the kids are done watching TV, then I tell them, "Hey, okay, reset the the pillows." And they they are already do it because I've been telling them forever. So they reset the pillows. We go brush teeth. And I look and see whose day it is and they reset the, the bathroom. They wipe it down top to bottom. So it kind of like goes with our evening. And then um, we go upstairs to my boy's room and we have a nightly routine where we read to them. I'm actually, I'm currently reading Harry Potter and going through the chapter books with them. And we take a minute before they get in the bed. Actually, I send them up to the bedroom and I say, we're not getting into our book if your room is not reset. I, I don't use the word clean with my kids, unless they're using a spray bottle yeah. or a vacuum cleaner. I use the word reset. I say, go reset your bedroom. And I'm coming up to read to you. If it's not reset, it's going to eat into your time of cuddling. And they hate that. So I go up there. I look around. Oh, you didn't, re you got to throw those clothes downstairs. Oh, let's, oh, I got to hang up those. So I just quick, it's so quick. It's so fast and so quick because it's, it's minimal. And um, so then for me, um, I've already, reset my office because I do that after I get done with my work block. But then my last reset of the day is my, I look at my calendar because I want to be mindful of what's going on. I like, I, I get the satisfaction of checking off things. There's a so, lot of science behind an end of the day reflection and setup for the following. Like yeah. I, and I know even there's so much pressure on morning routines, but from the element of being a mom, I feel like no matter what ages your kids are, there's just that moment in the evening where it's like they're in bed. There's some like there's some sort of peace. My kids wake up so early that there are some mornings there is no peace in the morning. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's so much science behind that yeah. evening. So it's like it's just it resets. It resets my whole home. It resets my mind. It's kind of like a finality of the day. And then I can sit on the couch and watch my favorite show with my husband and not feel like there's this silent to-do list left for me to do. Mm -hmm. I, I've i mastered it for my own life and I love teaching it to my clients. But like, like you talked about, it first starts with decluttering the extra stuff and creating those systems and building on those habits. It and I want to tell people, take it one step at a time, one space, one micro habit, one step at a time. Because when you go all in and you're mm -hmm. like, I'm going to totally change my life. That's when 
burnout happens. That's when you, you end up failing. Doing too many new habits, too many new things at one time will not, um, you won't have the success that you're looking for. I love that you mentioned within your method, there are those checklists to help you stay on track. You know, yeah. and I, I really think that that's helpful for women to be like, I can get, I can tackle this and then I can tackle that and seeing it as segment by segment instead of all at once. So ladies, we have, I, I mean, I'm talking with you and I've consumed like a handful of your episodes already. And now I'm like, I still have so much to learn, Lisa. Like I obviously want to have the bigger vision, you know, and that's why I wanted to bring you onto the show with you having kids that are older and you, I'm sure you can remember those toddler seasons. And I think a big motivation for me is like, I want to raise men that contribute within the home, that see that home management and maintenance is not just on one person's primary shoulders. And I think that's my motivation in learning all of this. And yes, sometimes I have to get out of that mindset of like, that just adds another step for me when I want to get the bathroom cleaned, right? But I think that's really important that you're your teaching and your levels and your layers are the way that they are because you'll always come back to even when my brain wanted to go but not with the little kids i had to go back to but joelle you want to raise mm -hmm. guys that can go off and do these things on Absolutely. their own so Absolutely. why don't you share with everybody you know where they can find you what it is that you are working on and how um, you can help them with these steps yeah well i could totally speak on getting your husband involved and everything. But for time's sake, I will point y'all towards the podcast for episodes on that. So you can find me at the Habits and Home Show, or you can search Lisa Lazat. You can also find a lot of resources at um, habitsandhome.com. I have right on the front page. You cannot miss it. I, I like to organize things where they're very front and center, very uh, you know, just obvious. So right when you go to habitsandhome.com, you will see that free download for that daily reset checklist. And then also you can check out my tiny course, Simplify Your Kitchen. And then my preceding or my next courses that are going to come along that are going to have the other zones for your bedroom and your kids' rooms and your laundry room and all of those things. So it's very bite-sized, very easy to do and get through. And I think you will find it immensely beneficial. If I could do an episode request for you, especially with your motherhood expertise, it would be the toys, the toys, oh. the toys, the toys. If you have any insight on the toys, that was the one thing I was like, I wanted to cover today. But I think for many women, it's being in that midline. Would you agree where it's like the toys are going to be there because you're in a season of life where your kids have toys? but not having the spew of toys. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have that available for you. So I will Is send it? that. Yes. <laughs> well, I am going to link it to all the moms in the show notes. So guys, I will leave her website, her podcast, and that specific episode because that was one topic I was like, we need to talk on, but that is a-okay because she's got a whole entire episode for us on that. So thank you so much You're for chatting welcome. with me today. I really appreciate it. This is something I've never brought to the podcast before, which is really, which is really, really cool because I know it is something that 
is heavy on the hearts of many moms is taking care of the home and then not being the only one doing all of the things. And you've got so many great resources and episodes. I love that it's like a kitchen mini course because you guys try the mini course out. And once you see and you feel that ex that change in that exchange, you're gonna be like, okay, now it's time to move to this space and this space and this space. So I absolutely love the work that you are doing, Lisa. And thank you once again for coming on to the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Joelle. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I truly hope that if you are somebody where you feel like you're living in clutter and chaos all the time, that you don't feel overwhelmed by this conversation. And remember how you run a marathon or that weird quote of how you eat an elephant is one step at a time or one bite at a time. And that really is how I tackle any and every task. I recently and still do feel like this is something that we as women think we need to have our home decluttered all at once. And when we declutter it all at once, it should stay that way. But we live in our homes and we also have different things and different seasons going on. So I feel like this is just something to have some sort of routine and structure around and simplicity around and to tackle it one task at a time. I love that Lisa talked about her kitchen course, but also you could even take it to a microscopic level like I did this past weekend where I just cleaned out my spice cabinet. So my cabinet that has my cookbooks, my cooking oils, and the spices, I went through those and I was looking at the things that were expired, the books, cookbooks that I don't use anymore, just got rid of everything in there that had just become chaotic and cluttered. And I cleared it out and I felt really good about accomplishing that small task. Another really great space to start in is bathrooms because there's not a lot of emotion attached with those types of areas. If you love this episode, make sure you check out Lisa's podcast, but this is also something that we are going to be talking about in the Feminine Edge Collective come spring, because you know, we all get that bug of spring cleaning. There'll be more to come on that, and I will talk to you guys next time.